Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. This week, I'm Murray. Well, every week, I'm Murray. I'm always Murray. <laughs> I was going to say, when are you not Murray? <laughs> when I am out avenging crime in the dark, dark nights. Um, No, I am Murray, but this week, I am uh, the chief officer of... Chill, chill. Cottage Ooh. habitating is lazy life, and I love it. <laughs> I made it up to the cottage today. I had hoped to get up last week at some point, and then I hoped to get up on the weekend, but life conspired against me. But now I am here, and I am looking at the water, and I'm looking at the sun, shining on the water and i'm listening to the waves and the dogs there are dogs out there in the camp nice. somewhere well uh, yes yes the dogs are nice it's nice to hear the dogs my dogs don't love to hear the dogs so there could be like dog wars going on at some oh. point but i've closed windows so hopefully they don't hear dogs if they don't hear them and they don't see them and we're good. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And they were so good on their walk. They were yeah. so good. They sat when they needed to sit. They, anyway. Anyway, it's beautiful up here. It is so nice. I highly recommend niceness for everyone. Oh, niceness. I've heard good things. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I love it. So that is me. That, that is, is you. me. Yes. Paul is an agent of running around town tonight, so he's all in his cruiser. little space yeah, his space buggy bouncing around. Exactly. And I am Al, and this week I was the chief agent of Alone. Amazing list of nothing executed. <laughs> Because yes. my spouse had to go up uh, to, to New Jersey for the weekend for a family thing. And so she left on Friday night and she's coming back tonight. So I re realized, well, you know, I can switch my days. I can get my days off switched. You know, my you know my just regular day off of the week switched. And it's like instead of paying somebody on Saturday and Monday when I'd be working to come and let the dogs out twice, the, twice each day to let them out. Mm -hmm. Just changed my my day off the one week to Saturday, my day off the other week to Monday, and I don't have to pay anybody. You know, we don't have to pay any, we don't have to spend any money for that, and it's not like we lose money or you know I don't Perfect. lose per, you know I don't lose my time off you know my time off. This is just my regular day off. Right. So I've been hanging around the house by myself. Perfect. It's been so lazy. Yes. I it's been like, let's watch some lazy. movies, puppy. Okay, puppy, let's get on the couch and watch movies. <laughs> oh my goodness, I've watched let's watch so TVs. much. Let's watch some couple TV series. Yes, yeah, I haven't watched movies, but I have watched TV. I I, don't, I didn't see Good Omens when it came around the first time. That was good. Yeah, I'm a few episodes into the first season, and I quite like it. it is, yeah, I've it is watched good. several movies, some good, some, you know, stupid fun. Mm -hmm. you know, fun, but stupid, mm -hmm. so... But I watched like Ghosted and Luck and um, Everything Everywhere all, all at once. Did you like it? Yeah, that was good. That was crazy. It was crazy. 
The best part was the part. The part I like the best. One of the parts I like the best was the rocks. I know. <laughs> so good. Yes, it is a good one. And uh, confess, Fletch. Oh yes, I saw you saw that one. Yes. And I finished. I got through episodes three to six now of Secret Invasion because I watched the first two before, so I got to watch all of that. And I watched the first three episodes of a show on Apple called. Uh, the last thing you told me with Jennifer Gardner, which was pretty good so far. And I watched the first uh-huh. two episodes yesterday of uh, the new series Twisted Metal. Based on oh. the old video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that was really entertaining. Cool. So far. Okay. Actually, one thing I'd say, so. like, in Go- Ghosted, it was, a, you know, it was nothing special. It was a, you know, fun, you know, just stupid fun action movie. But it's, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Captain America. Um... Chris Evans. Yes. And there's a scene where these bounty hunters keep trying to capture the two of them, you know, him and the other character. And like, they keep killing, the bounty hunters keep killing each other. You know, one goes, I got you. And then he gets shot. And then next bounty hunter shows up and shoots them. And then the next bounty hunter shoots them. And then the first bounty hunter is not fully dead, mostly dead, but not fully dead. (laughs) And he shoots that last guy. And one of the bounty hunters is played by uh, John Cho, played Harold from Harold and Kumar. But the other two are Sebastian Stan and Howard Mack, uh, Anthony Mackie, a.k.a. Bucky wow. and the Falcon. So that was quite amusing. Very, like, very cool. One of them? Doing both of them. That amused me. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's a neat little, neat little uh, serendipitous thing. That's been my weekend. That, reading comics, doing some editing. Yes, that's all good. That's all good. All righty. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's dive into Rebels. Rebels number 20. Yes. And we have a cover with a different cover artist this time. Oh, yes. It's not Calvin. It is a David Finch cover. Yes. This is very much reaching out to the, hey, folks, remember Lobo? Yeah, because we have somebody (laughs) on the cover saying, guess who's fragging back? And right on the cover, it says in large letters in his logo, in his font, Lobo. Yeah, they are definitely pandering to the Lobo crowd with this uh, with this cover. Yeah, but you know what? For not having Lobo throughout the whole series, bringing him back now was was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like, well, who else? I need somebody who's going to be able to fight Brainiac in this, you know. Ah, I know. Let's get Lobo against him. Yep, they can get a Lobo guest starring role. At, I mean, yeah. Goose the sales a little bit with the Lobo appearance, and it's not really coming from nowhere because Lobo has always been associated with the teams. Yeah, but bringing him back, it's, you know. But it was, a good, totally. it was a good move to keep him away for a while. Make sure you wait for him. Yes. It's like, you know, hey, let's do an X-Men book. Let's bring in Wolverine issue 15. Let, like, let's let like, people wait for him, and when he comes back, it's... You know, doing a cool totally. way. Yes. But anyway, we start off with the Vril Doc's personal log. Mm-hmm. Tactical assessment of the code situation. My father, the interstellar mass murderer Brainiac, is in control of Kolu's data core and therefore in control of the planet. I brought him here as a prisoner, but my son, Lyril, a.k.a. Brainiac 3, attacked our homeworld to steal Brainiac's vast store of knowledge. All he accomplished was to set the monster free. Lyral's secret weapon is an artificial intelligence constructed from a neutron star. It calls itself Pulsar Stargrave, 
and the power wields is almost incalculable. Brainiac traps Stargrave in a force field within five minutes of season and data core. So where does that leave me? Well, besides giving us a nice recap. So thank you, Viral. Yes. <laughs> and that first page is just, you know, we get a couple of pan- we get a panel of Brainiac, we get a panel of Brainiac 3, and we get a panel, you know, showing us Pulsar Stargrave, so you, you know who they are. Totally. Very good, keeping, you know, bringing everyone up to speed. And then we get to the double-page spread. And we find out from Bo- from Brill's personal log where he is. 5,000 clicks above Kolu, descending at half the speed of light, wondering if I've just made the biggest mistake of my life. And this is, uh, we see he is riding on the back of Lobo's hog. Lobo's flying through space with a cigar lit, yelling at him. You, you even think about grabbing my waist again, and I'm tearing your arms off. And we see we have Brainiac 2, Vril Dox, Homeworld Kolu, 10th level super intelligence. Lobo, Homeworld Zarnia, strength, invulnerability, interstellar tracking, hyper regeneration. And this is Sons of Brainiac, part three, Brain Drain. Uh, Tony Bedard, writer, Claude St. Aubin, penciler, Scott Hanna, inker, Tanya and Richard Horry, colorists, Travis mm-hmm. Lanahan, letter. Sean Ryan, associate editor, Brian Cunningham, editor, David Finch, cover, Lobo, created by Roger Slifer and Keith Giffen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then again, Lobo has battled Superman to a standstill. Pitting him against Brainiac is a calculated risk. Surprise you ain't asked about it yet. Asked about what? Don't play stupid, Docs. You know I'm talking about my new bling. And we're going to see on his chest, on his, on his neck, Lobo is wearing a red lantern ring on her, well, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assumed it was a trophy from one of your victims, and that you knew better than to try it on. Ah, first time you gave me credit for any brains, Doxy. But you're wrong. It was a gift from the red friggin' lantern himself. And I can't, and I ain't worn it because I'm thinking of selling it. The main man has racked up some serious debts. Understood. But against a foe like Brainiac, we might end up needing every possible advantage. And we go down to under in the planet Kolu, sub-level one. We see Brainiac, and he's looking at a little hologram showing Lobo and Docs flying in. A live Zarnian. Fascinating. My son has actually done something clever for a, 12, for a 10th level intelligence. This Lobo must be met with overwhelming firepower and captured for study. So he's tapping on his computer. And apparently he has now taken control of Pulsar Stargrave, because Pulsar now says, password accepted. Mm-hmm. And back to above the planet with Lobo and Docs, and Lobo's asking, so what are the rules for claiming the price on Brainiac's head? I mean, if I vaporize him and there's no corpse, you gotta try and welch on me? Do I look that <laughs> stupid? Just stop him from conquering Kolu and you get your reward. Works for me. Now get your keister off my hog. I got some serious mutilating to do. And he basically boots. I was gonna say kick, but since the wor- since the sound effect is boot, he boots Burldox uh, right off the cycle as it's still flying hundreds of miles over the city. <laughs> and at that time, the uh, Pulsar Stargate blasts the hog and blows it up. Oh, now you've done it. Now you piss me off. And he Lobo's flying down towards Stargrave, well, falling down towards Stargrave, increasing thermal output. My blood's, my blood's already boiling, you big spiky bastard. And while they're fighting, we catch up with Vril Dox as he's falling. For three-tenths of a second, I wonder if Lobo knew I wear an anti-grav belt. 
But of course, he just doesn't care as he clicks the entry grab belt on. Anyhow, I have a separate battle of a fight. The real battle for Kolu. The Brainiac family reunion. And he flies up to his son's <laughs> ship. And his son's like a TV up. show. The Brainiac family reunion. Next on TLC. Totally. Totally. Or Bravo. It would be it would be at home on Bravo too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, this is one I would watch because there'd be actual you know, violence. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Forget the manipulations you see on these other shows. This would be impressive. <laughs> totally. And speaking of the family reunion, his reunion with his son is his son pointing a gun at him. I've lost control of Stargrave, and you left me to die. Son, I told you I had to get my secret weapon. Now join me in taking down my father. And as Lobo, we go back to Lobo fighting Pulsar, and Lobo's literally on fire. Is it hot here, or is it just me? What are you? Why are you not reduced to ashes? You're the computer. Look up the word Zarnian. Oh, no. As Lobo basically jabs the uh, hook of his chain at the Stargrave. Oh, yeah. Crack. Hole breach. Impossible. Graviton pulse. Hey, as Lobo goes flying off. You cannot prevail. You are merely organic. And with a choom, he blasts Lobo. And we see Lobo fall through buildings and into a lands as a crater. And Lobo is uh, pretty much three, four, only about, what, a third, two-thirds there? Yeah. I mean, his, the, all the hair is burnt off his scalp and it's smoking in. There's a big hole. Basically, he's almost in two pieces. Yeah, he's attached by, like, a tendril of skin from, from waist to chest. Yeah. Chasing or whatever. Yeah. He's had better days, has had low. <laughs> and he's just there going, ow. I mean, you can even see his spine. It's not just shattered, it's, you know, missing. No, it's missing. That's right. And he's also missing a foot, at least. Uh, yeah. And a leg. <laughs> yeah. And oh my goodness. Back underneath Kolo, we see the, two, you know, Docs and Lural. Or basically, I like how they're flying in their personal force fields, and their force fields just look like, you know, Tylenol capsules. Yep. Yep. And they're just standing in them with their arms behind their back, you know, and they're just flying forward. <laughs> it looks as if my weapon beat yours, Father. You don't know <laughs> Lobo. I've seen him regenerate from a single drop of blood. And yeah, we go back, and yeah, Lobo is pretty much quickly regenerating. <sighs> Gotta clear your new spot in the main man's Hall of Fame. And he picks up his cigar. Hey, cue ball! How about you come down here and light my stogie? And he whips that chain around. I possess solar mass. You lack leverage. This is illogical. Because the chain has now hooked itself into, star, into Pulsar. And Lobo tells him, get a clue, Fragwit. Don't do logical. As he uses the chain and... He, basically whips Pulsar Stargrave down to the ground. <laughs> yeah. This, I, I love it's this wild. because this is, this is basically taking, like, the cartooniness of the Lobo min- series, you know, miniseries. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and putting it here. So it's like, you know, Bugs Bunny coming into the DC Universe and fighting, you know, somebody. Where they're like, this makes no, you know, or actually more 
more appropriately, it's like when they have Captain Carrot fighting somebody from the regular universe, and he's like, you know, cartoon physics. Yes, ha! yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you flatten me, but watch. Blow my finger. Back up. <laughs> and I'm all back to normal. Yep. You know, it's a normal person trying to fight a cartoon. Like, uh-oh, you're, you're in trouble. Cartoons can do anything. And meanwhile, back to Brainiac as he's giving instructions. Pulsar Stargrave, you are a disappointment. I must manufacture further countermeasures. And off-panel, we hear, you could always surrender, as we see Vril and Lyril at different, uh, on both sides of Brainiac pointing big guns at him. But that would deprive me of the pleasure of shooting you. We have you in a crossfire, Grandfather, what the military calls a kill box. Brainiac just looks at them. This entire chamber is a kill box. Or did you think I would leave the data core unprotected as lots of guns come out of the wall and point at Vril and Lyril? Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm, this could be a problem. And they get start getting shot as they dodge out of the way. And Brainiac's looking at them saying, two frontal assaults, one on Stargrave and one on me. Are your tactics intentionally unsophisticated? Perhaps you were hoping the last thing I would expect is a basic physical attack? And Lyril, sees shoot, shooting up from beyond cover, says, It's working so far! No, you attack like this because you have no hope of defeating my intellect. And then Lyril gets shot right through the head. Except it doesn't kill him, it just disrupts the look of his face. Yeah, it is going right through him, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. But it doesn't do anything, because then we go back to the Lyril ship, and we hear... Damn it, Lyril, I told you not to get shot. And we see inside it's Brill and Lyril, and they are inside controlling some holograms down there. Now he'll know where that it's not really us down there. He already knew, Father. You do your job. Fine. But if he does not remain distracted for a few more seconds, then stealing control of the data core will be. And we see a hologram of Brainiac. Impossible. Agreed. Holy sprock! His little gets freaked out, and Vril's just like, it's only a hologram, Lyril, like the ones we are projecting into the data core chamber. He's figured out our stratagem. I have done more than that, clone. I traced your neural interface. And basically, because Brainiac this whole time has been controlled, has been plugged into the data core, literally, with the little circles on his head. You know, they're actual, you know, ports. And so uh, the helmets that... uh, Lyril and Drill Docs are wearing are also are connected, to, you know, to their ship, so it's connected to their head more or less. And all of a sudden, you see the two of them in pain. As Brainiac monologues, I will empty your minds of what data they contain, leaving you to languish in a vegetative state. And they're just like kind of laying in the ground, twitching. <laughs> you cannot match wits with me. You don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> and back to the fight. As a pulsar, you know, zaps Lobo's chain. Your metal chain makes it easy to punish you. Ah! Electromagnetism is mine to command. I can crush and cook you at once. As now he uses the chain and wraps Lobo up in it. Her. One question before I delete you. You possess a power ring, one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. Why do you not use it? I'm asking myself the same thing. <laughs> And then we go back to Brainiac as he's looking basically of the unconscious forms of, of Rill and Lyril. In fact, Rill's even drooling. <laughs> yes. Predictably, the contents of your mind are exactly as I expected. Self-serving machina- machinations. Accurate. Uh, uh, 
aggrandizing your dubious accomplishments, schemes that will never see fruition. And though you, you deny it, you enjoy being known as my son. Deep down, you realize that people respect you only because they fear me. I also sense you withholding several terabytes of thought and experience locked away in your subconscious. Do you think your mind is a fortress? Do you expect your psychic shields can keep out Brainiac? I will have that information, those, I will have that information, those experiences. I will have it all. I will, I, and then Brainiac starts crying. <laughs> what is this? What is happening to me? And Vril and Lyra are starting to get up now. Unpleasant, no? Such emotion sakes you to the core of your being in ways that defy even your comprehension. Brainiac's like, and looks like he's getting sick. That's why I sealed it away. What? What did you seal away? You've poisoned me. As he starts ripping the two, the connections off his head, and he's crying like just rivers. Brainiac's yeah, face. he's uh, he's having a Ball breakdown with, there, man. Balling like a baby. And Vril, on the other hand, is smirking. Yes, the same way you poisoned me. I never, you grew me from your own flesh and blood, but you never acknowledged me as anything other than a tool. For years, I was torn between abject terror of you and my pathetic need for a single word of approval, which, of course, you never uttered. And so I grew to hate myself for just sharing your DNA. Perhaps it's a weakness of my 10th level intel, 10th level mind, but I cannot tolerate such toxic emotions. So I locked them away before they consume me like a cancer. And that, Father, is what you downloaded from my mental Pandora's box. But at least now you know what it feels like to be your son. And Brainiac is now fully disconnected, and he is, like, staggering. He's like, Pulsar Stargrave, we are leaving. But evacuate me now and bring the data core with us. You are, and he just looks, Stargrave looks at Lobo. You are one lucky carbon unit. Say again. Oh, oh, sorry, that's Brainiac saying that. Say again. Stand by for departure. And he basically just drops Lobo. And meanwhile, Lyra and Vril are still on the ship watching Stargrave and Brainiac and the Datacore fly away. I can't believe, Father, you beat him. That's all until the nudes feeds. But look closer. He's taken the Datacore. Between that and the death of the ruling council, Kolu won't easily recover. And so now Lyra looks at him and goes, so now what? Will you incarcerate me or can I somehow convince you to let me go? And Vril says, actually, but they get interrupted by our two new Green Lanterns from the Vega sector. We tell them, yeah. actually, you are both under arrest. I had forgotten all about them, but here they are back. And next, the rookies first the main man. Ah, so clearly Lobo's sticking around for at least another issue. And the rookies, is that that's going to be the Green Lanterns, I guess? I'm assuming. Yeah, but we'll. See. I mean, it makes sense in the context. It, you know, they're here, he's here, and yes. they want to arrest the person who's supposed to pay, be involved in, you know, getting him paid. Yeah, that's not going to go well. <laughs> no, nobody no, comes no, between no. me and my money. Exactly. Mm hmm. Well, that was fun, despite the cover not being to my taste. I liked it. I liked. How they used Lobo, and I like that we got to uh, see the the Brainiac family kind of square off. 
Yeah, and I like we get to see the difference in Brainiac and Vril Dox, because, you know, Brainiac is only a 10th level. I mean, all the others, at least the other, you know, the three other main Brainiacs we see a lot. You know, Lyril, well, Lyril's when we see the least out of them, but Lyril, Brainiac, and even Brainiac 5, they're all 12th level. Yes. You know, they're all above him. Totally. You know, and we've seen how, like, even, like, uh, I know if you're listening to current episodes, recent episodes of the, the main show, on the reboot Legion, when they go to that planet, the planet hell story with Evolvo. And Volvo's like, I'm a 10th level. So, you know, let me know if you can't keep up. And Brainiac's like 12th. He's like, no, I'm 10th. He's like, I know, I'm 12th. <laughs> like, Evolvo can't keep up with him. But Vril has something, Vril does something where Vril is, has guile, but he also uses his weakness. Like, he uses his emotions. He does. You know, and he was he able to beat indeed. the smarter one. You know, even though Brainiac is smart, has is smarter than him, he still beat him. Yeah, he uses everything at his disposal. He's, uh, yeah, he's got more than smarts for sure. So that was cool. It was but cool. yeah, the Lobo part I loved because that was just very amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah it'll be what... cool to have his energy back in the yeah. book. And I could see what you're saying about the cover, but, you know, it does fit with Lobo's coming back. This is very much a, you know, Lobo oh, yeah, yeah, Lobo's yeah. miniseries, a Lobo's back miniseries, you know, cover. I mean. Yeah, totally. For anyone who had stepped out when Lobo stepped away, this is very much a signal that, hey. I mean, that cover's <laughs> very busily, you know, very busily inspired. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it is. It is indeed. It is indeed. That was yep. fun. It was fun. All righty, folks. That is it for this week. If you have comments or questions, you can send them to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on the Facebooks at the Legion of Substitute Cub Hub, Cub Hub, Pub, Pub, Podcasters page. Oh, One boy. of those places. One of those places. Yeah, we're there. We're what there. Totally. And that is it for this week. We will see you next, W-E-E-K. M-A-I-K-A apostrophe I, U-A-H-A-N-A, A-U-I-K-E-K-A-H-I, M-A-U, M-E-A. God. <laughs> That's like a whole phrase. That's like, goodbye, farewell, Ovidersen, doo <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's... Yeah, it was a couple of words. Uh, yeah.